Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. .edu/podcast What do you love about music? To begin with <laughs> everything. Putting on a great show is the most important thing you can do. One great rock show can change the world. Welcome to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott, the rock music critic at the Chicago Tribune, and my partner is Jim DeRogatis. He writes about rock and roll for the Chicago Sun-Times. Today on the world's only rock and roll talk show, we're going to relive one of our favorite shows, which celebrates the songs of summer. Plus, I'm going to honor one of rock's great legends. You are listening to Sound Opinions, and now it's time for some music news. That's R. Kelly, the R&B singer who faces 14 counts of child pornography. His trial is ongoing in Cook County Circuit Court here in Chicago. And that trial explains the absence of my colleague and co-host here on Sound Opinions, Jim DeRogatis. Uh, Jim's reporting was central to this case. He broke the story eight years ago. The indictment was brought down six years ago, mainly due to uh, Jim's stories in the Chicago Sun-Times. And at the time of this taping, Jim was subpoenaed to testify. Uh, Jim cited the First and Fifth Amendments in response to questions from the defense attorney, and we hope to see Jim back on the show next week. Meanwhile, the Kelly trial continues. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how it comes out. It is certainly uh, the biggest court case involving a musical personality since the Michael Jackson child molestation trial of 2005. R. Kelly is simply the biggest R&B performer of the last 15 years. As a singer, songwriter, and producer, he is unparalleled in producing hit after hit, 40 million-plus records sold. All of that is at stake in this trial. He could go away for a long time if he is convicted in this case. The trial continues, and we're going to be back with more news as it develops in future weeks on Sound Opinions. Some sad news in the world of rock and roll this week. We are mourning the death of one of rock and roll's pioneers, one of its inventors. Bo Diddley is dead at the age of 79 years old. A man who has uh, never gotten the credit that he is due, although people like Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Buddy Holly are commonly known as pioneers of rock and roll. Bo Diddley was right there with them, never quite received the same amount of recognition. There are a number of reasons for this, but I think one of them was that uh, Bo Diddley was ahead of his time. 
I think there's many reasons to celebrate this man, but his personality was so big, so huge, and I think it was essential to creating this art form that we know as rock and roll. This guy who came out there in a Stetson hat and with those square black glasses, those rectangle-shaped guitars, just a huge man, a boxer, could have been a great boxer in another life, chose to play rock and roll guitar, and those huge boxer's hands forced him to play that guitar in a certain way. He used the guitar more like a drum than a B.B. King-style blues guitar, and that invented an entire new sound that has become a template for countless songs over the last few decades. That, of course, the Bo Diddley beat. What is the Bo Diddley beat? It started with that rhythm, that guitar-playing sound that he developed. Very dry sound on the drums, very, very little use of cymbals. The maracas of Jerome Green up front in the mix. Jim DeRogatis uh, mentioned Jerome Green as one of the unsung heroes of rock and roll on a Sound Opinions episode uh, a few months ago. And, and Jerome was key to that sound. Those maracas were mixed way up front alongside Diddley's guitar and voice, and they created this Bo Diddley beat. Some people would call it a shave and a haircut beat. Some people would call it a ham bone beat. Let's look at African drumming when you talk about that beat. I mean, this goes back centuries. And Bo Diddley's innovation was to bring that particular rhythm into rock and roll. Secondly, let's look at Bo Diddley as a songwriter. What an inventor. He grew up in Mississippi, but not in the blues cradle of Clarksdale, uh, near where Muddy Waters and people like Robert Johnson emerged. He had, his style was more part of the southern Mississippi sound, which uh, bordered on Louisiana, so he had a lot of Creole and Caribbean influences in his music. And it enabled him to write a number of songs in different styles, not just sort of blues-drenched songs, but songs with a Caribbean flavor, songs that anticipated reggae, songs that anticipated hip-hop, like this particular song, Say Man, in which he's going back and forth with his Maracas player, Jerome. Say man. What's that, boy? I want to tell you about your girlfriend. <laughs> what about my girl? But you don't look strong enough to take the message. <laughs> I'm strong enough. I might hurt your feelings. My feelings already hurt by being here with you. And then, of course, there was a guitar player. I don't think there's a single more inventive guitar player in rock and roll's first decade than Bo Diddley. That was a sound all his own. Uh, that heavy, overmodulated sound, a lot of tremolo, a lot of reverb in that sound. It was heavy metal. Uh, before anybody knew what heavy metal was, Poe Diddley was playing feedback-drenched heavy metal chords on guitar and uh, anticipated metal and punk and all these different styles of music that would become popular years later. I think that's why his songs were covered so often. The British blues greats of the 60s, uh, whether it was the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the Who, the Kinks, they all recognized the genius of Bo Diddley. And later on, the New York Dolls were covering his songs. You had the Specials covering his music. The Clash took him out on tour. His influence went on and on. And I think his sound became more palatable as the years went on. In other words, he wasn't quite fully understood in the 50s when he started coming out with his music, but later generations of musicians got what he was all about. Let's hear a little bit of Bo Diddley to go out and tribute to the great man, dead at the age of 79. Here's one of his classic songs where you hear it all, that heavy guitar sound, that oversized voice and personality, and of course that Bo Diddley beat. Here's the song, Who Do You Love, from Bo Diddley on Sound Opinions. I walk 47 miles of barbed wire. I use a cobra snake for a necktie. I got a brand new house on the roadside, made from rattlesnake hide. I got a brand new chimney made on top, made out of a human skull. Now come on, take a little walk with me, Arlene, and tell me who do you love? 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 Tombstone hand and a graveyard mine. Just 22 and I don't mind dying Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? I rode around the town, use a rattlesnake whip Take it easy, Arlie, don't give me no lip Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you Thank you. 
with blue Down the alley ice wagon flew Hit a bump and somebody screamed You should have heard just what I seen Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Arlene took me by my hand She said, ooh, we both, you know I understand Who do you love, honey? That's Who Do You Love from Bo Diddley, dead at the age of 79. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and next up, we're going to be revisiting one of our favorite shows, The Songs of Summer. Summer breeze makes me feel fine Blowing through the jasmine in my mind In the summertime In the summertime In the summertime when the weather is hot Uh, those are some songs that should put you in the mood for uh, what we're going to do next, which is uh, summer songs. Get you in the mood for summer. Basically, uh, Jim and I are going to look at some songs and play some songs that uh, put us in the mood for uh, this season. We're going to try to stay away from some of the more obvious ones like those. Those are all classics, no classics, doubt about yeah. it. But let's not get that obvious. We want to go a little deeper, a layer deeper here if possible. Do they have waterproof iPods? I mean, can you bring an iPod <laughs> to the beach? I don't know, but I think that would be the next uh, logical step. I mean, yeah. think about how music connects with that season and how you associate memories with a particular song or a particular album. That's kind of what we're doing here today. And therefore, swimming, the beach, surfing, it's going to be a big part of this discussion. Well, uh, I got to go first last week when we did Buried Treasure, so it is your turn to go first, Mr. Cott, with uh, great summer songs. What have you got for us? Well, I can't imagine a summer without hearing this song. I, I remember first hearing this song redone by numerous bands during the punk New Wave era, late 70s, early 80s, and thinking, man, that's a great song. Who wrote that song? Where can I get the original of it? It's not that easy to find, actually. Uh, The original version of California Sun was not done by the Ramones, which is where I first heard it. That's an immortal version, though. An incredible version of that song. There were also a a ton of bands in uh, Milwaukee, where I went to college, uh, Marquette (laughs) University. Well, summer vacation our uh, We would do our uh, student union pub crawl on Friday afternoons, and you'd hear this song at least once. It was one of those weekend-starting songs. And even in the dead of winter, you felt like you were on some beach ready to party. Done originally by the, a group called the Rivieras in uh, 1963, one of uh, countless garage rock bands of the 60s who, who basically came and went with one wonderful song. A band out of South Bend, Indiana, of all places, as far from the California wow. sun as you could probably get, imagining this world, conjuring this world in the mode of a, a, a classic garage rock quintet. Here it is, the Rivieras, California sun, a summer classic on uh, Sound Opinions.
pesky and old Fisco. A pretty little chick wherever you go. Riviera's 1963 California Sun, still one of the great uh, summer songs ever. Uh, Jim, we're collecting songs to put us in the mood for summer. What do you got? I've got something great, Greg, I think that can almost match uh, your your song. I have some thoughts about summer to share in a little bit, but uh, I won't invade the uh, the fun quite yet <laughs> with that. You've got to have a Beach Boys song, right? You can't do a show about great summer music or music that says summer without having a yeah, Beach Boys song. Yeah. You, you know, it, and there's what? You know, only, only 70 or 80? Just that not be... a cliched Beach Boys song. That's no, all. not a cliche. Well, this you could argue that this might be a cliche, but I guarantee that though we've all heard it uh, many, many times, we haven't really examined it. All Summer Long by the Beach Boys is a great song. It's one that you hear all the time on classic rock radio and elevators everywhere, right? You know, but I never really stopped to think about the lyrics until I was I was prepping for this uh, for this show. I mean, part of the thing is that it's it's got those classic harmonies and it says summer like all the Beach Boys music does. And, uh, you know, it's also about the end of summer. So there is that kind of sense of, of, of expectation and the party ending. But if you look at the lyrics, what a trip they are. You know, we often don't give the Beach Boys credit uh, for being as subversive as they sometimes were. Mm-hmm. Brian Wilson in particular. Here was a guy who did not surf, did not particularly like to drive, didn't really <laughs> like to leave his house, didn't like his brothers or the band or stardom, you know, wanted to be at home in the studio. And here, it's is actually kind of a lewd and lascivious tune. Sitting in my car outside your house, remember when the you spilled Coke all over your blouse. I was like, I never knew those were the words. Have you ever? <laughs> no. I, I guarantee you don't know what the words of this are. This is almost like a, a, a freaking hip-hop song. T-shirts, <laughs> cutoffs, and a pair of thongs. We've been having fun all summer long. I never knew that in, you know, in the mid-60s the Beach Boys were singing the thong song, right? <laughs> Did you? Miniature golf and Hondas in the hills. When we rode the horse, we got some thrills. I don't think he was, was talking like, about the underwear, though. When we know. rode the horse, we You know, Brian, man, what were you talking about? So I'm guaranteed. So I, I may have just, you know, uh, bummed out many people by, by giving them the Beach Boys in a whole new light. But I never thought about this. And, and... It's a classic song. So, All Summer Long by the Beach Boys. Boys, all summer long, Greg. Which I think just goes to prove that if you sing in those uh, harmony falsettos, you, you get can away with it. Anything. You look at it, and what this really is is we've been having sex all summer on the beach, <laughs> and now I'm done with you because summer's over, and I'm done. It's really like one of the meanest kiss-off songs in history. Oh my God! Thanks for that sleazy <laughs> interpretation. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have more revelations like that. Uh, songs for grilling, songs for the beach, songs for uh, all the summer fun activities on Sound Opinions. So stay tuned.
You're listening to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. That's granddaddy. Summer's here, kids. Yes, it is. That's and a good that, one. Uh, yeah, that's a summer classic for sure. So we're uh, playing a bunch of songs to get us in the mood, creating our ultimate mix CD, something that we'd create for a friend that would put them in the mood of summer. We're going to get some calls here in a, in a few uh, minutes from our listeners. But I'm going to throw one more at you before we do that. When I think of summer, Jim, I'm also thinking about not just the season and the sun and the beach and the sand. I'm thinking about the atmosphere. There's something sensual about a really hot summer evening. You know, the sun has gone down, and yet the air is still sort of thick, and it's still sort of hanging there. There's a lot of songs that remind me of that particular feeling, that, that sort of physicality of the season. You know, I'm thinking of something like the Flamingos, I Only Have Eyes for You. It just sounds mossy and humid to me. Mm-hmm. And this next song that I'm going to play also puts me in that sort of mood. It's from Patti Smith, her fourth album called Wave which was done around uh, circa 1980. Little did we know that she was basically going to drop out of music for a number of years. And the reason she did was that she was falling in love. She was falling in love with the former guitar player with the MC5, Fred Sonic Smith. And basically, this album was her love song to him. And this song in particular expresses that feeling of losing control, of realizing that you're under the spell of somebody you're deeply, deeply in love with. I know where you're going. A song called Dancing Barefoot. To my mind, it's a song that expresses not only that love, but also in creating that atmosphere of a sensual, humid summer night. And uh, here it is, Patti Smith, Dancing Barefoot on Sound Opinions. Barefoot from Patti Smith, setting the mood for summer as far as I'm concerned. That's a great one. That's a great one. I just love the, you know, the sublimation line and also coming on like some heroin. Heroin. Yeah, the double play there. Nothing says summer like a little shot of heroin, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, now I'm going to take a left turn here, Greg, because I have a confession to make. While I love summer music, as I love all music, I hate summer. (laughs) Despise it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, philosophically speaking, there are two things in life that are worth doing that involve sweating. And one of them is playing the drums. <laughs> I won't go to the other one, all right? I, I, don't, I don't like being hot. I really don't like being humid. I just don't like it, man. It's oppressive. You know, it, it ain't doing it for me, okay? Uh, I'm going to play great songs, but I'm going to kind of illustrate different things I dislike about the summer, the rest of my picks. This is one. Don't bum us out too much. Uh, no, they, but they're all great songs. <laughs> 
I hate the beach. I really hate the beach. I, you know, I have this theory. There's two kinds of people in life. There's chocolate people and vanilla people, right? There's Rolling Stones people and there's Beatles people, right? Oh, my there God. are pool people and there are beach people. I hate the beach, man. You know, you got to like walk back 16 miles through the through the sand come to the on, car. Now, sand sand you know, between your toes is not the like you the drop coolest the ice feeling cream in the, into the sand. No, come it's on. not. It's horrible. It's horrible, <laughs> man. I don't. I don't. I, concrete. No, give me concrete. This is a song I think which is about the pain that sand can cause you. It's called "Sand in My Joints" by Wire, and uh, <laughs> uh, I just hate sand. I just dislike it because you know you're still picking it out of your underwear in 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 February, and that's wrong. It gets everywhere. It's just miserable. Sand in my joints by wire is everything to me about the pain of the beach you know because you can hear the pain in colin newman's voice as he screams about having sand in my joints this is from the wire's second album i will note that the three classic wire albums chairs missing pink flag and 154 have just been reissued in really nice new so yeah. this is the news hook as well as a uh, classic song on sound opinions Sand in my joints. I'm counting the grains. I'm feeling the pain. Ow! <laughs> yeah. I don't like skiing either, though. But <laughs> All right. We've been giving you our thoughts about summer songs, but we love hearing from our listeners. We always get great feedback from them. Let's go to the phones and see what your suggestions were. Welcome to Sound Opinions, Jessica from Chicago. How are you? I'm doing very well. Very good. Have you got a summer song for us? Yes. My favorite summer song is I Will Dare by The Replacements. Mm. Oh. I Will Dare by The Replacements. Now, Jessica, what is it about? Now, that that's an unconventional choice. What is it about that song that says summer to you? Well, I grew up in Minneapolis, and so I feel like Let It Be is more or less like my teenagerhood on record. <laughs> yeah, summer, summer in Minneapolis lasts about 15 minutes. The mosquitoes <laughs> come out, and then it's over. Um, but I have a real sense of ownership about, about The Replacements, and in particular, that song always... Uh, Maybe it was because the first time I heard that record was summer, you know, between ninth and 10th grade. And it just sort of reminds me of uh, riding my bike around Uptown and pining for boys on skateboards. And, <laughs> and, and summer in Uptown is just beautiful, Greg. I mean, that's that's where wh – which lake is it? I always get the lakes confused. Well, that's Lake Calhoun. But that's I Lake Calhoun. Lake, I grew up by Lake of the Isles. And just riding riding your bike around the lake in the in the summer in Minneapolis is just that that is great. Do you have to have your park on when you're no, riding no, your bike around the lake? It's beautiful. In the I mean, it lasts like I said, lasts fifteen yeah. minutes, but it is beautiful. Let's hear a little "I Will Dare," complete with the uh, twelve string of uh, Peter Buck from REM. Usher right in, right, right, right. Remember that? I do indeed. Let's hear a little of this.
I will dare by the replacements from uh, the great Let It Be album. That is a summer song. I think it totally is. And uh, can make we're that talking case. about the summer of '84, uh, I believe, right? Which that was, was a great a, summer. A great summer for music. You had replacements, Let It Be. You had uh, Double Nickels on the Dime from uh, the Minutemen, and you had uh, Zen Arcade by Husker Du. I mean, Woo. wow! What more did you need? You're waxing your nostalgic summer. almost. Yep. Uh, let's take another call. We're on with Matthew from Alabama. Matthew, welcome to Sound Opinions. How you doing? We're doing great. We're we're in a summer mood, uh, Matthew. What what have you got for us? Um, are you familiar with the band Weezer? Oh yes, we've heard of them. Well, uh, their song "El Scorcho" is my favorite song of like any season. Ah, now what is is that Pinkerton, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The great lost masterpiece. Yeah. Least heralded, but uh, brilliant album from Weezer. Now, Matthew, in Alabama, it's basically summer 10 months of the year, right? Yeah, basically. We get like two weeks of frost, and <laughs> yeah. that's about it. <laughs> what, what is it about the Weezer song, El Scorcho, that says summer to you? Well, like, summer is about the only time I can really summon up the energy to look for love. And, uh, you know, El Scorcho is kind of the soundtrack to my first, like, memories of, you know, nervous love and... Now that I'm older, it kind of just makes me think about uh, sex. Mm-hmm. Well, and that and that first nervous love is what Weezer has always done best. Yeah, and he's he's still kind of stuck there, but uh, yeah, I'm not even sure he's gotten there yet. <laughs> Rivers Cuomo. But you, on the other hand, Matthew, have moved on. Is that what you're saying? Well, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> Rivers Cuomo, the most famous celibate in rock after Morrissey, or claimed to be. Anyway, let's hear a little El Scorcho on Sound Opinions. Public enemy, why you wanna go and do me like that? Come down on the street and dance with me. Bitter, bitter man, Rivers Como. <laughs> he was troubled at that point. <laughs> it was right before he dropped out of music for a while. That's a good choice, Matthew. That uh, that does kind of capture the summer schizophrenia. Are you still there, Matthew? I'm still there, but I'm still kind of in, in the song a little bit. He wants, yeah. to, hear, he wants to hear the whole song. Uh, More! Do we have a translation in El Scorcho? What does that mean, uh, literally? You don't analyze you don't analyze lyrics, Greg. <laughs> well, right. thank you, Matthew. Good suggestion. Yeah, y'all call back. All right. Thanks. I'll see you. All right, let's go to our next caller, Lisa from uh, Maryland. Is that right, Lisa? Yeah, it is. And uh, you have a summer song for us. Um, I'd like to recommend the Pastels, Windy Hill. Actually, it's uh, the Cornelius remix, which is really Ooh. good. You're getting uh, very uh, inside good. here. Years, cool. years of sound opinions, and we've never played a pastel song, so I like that. And Cornelius is a uh, Japanese DJ, correct? Yeah, yeah, he was um, kind of thrown into the Shibuya key, I guess, genre, kind of mixing in jazz fusion, and it had a little bit of French pop influence from the 60s there. Mm-hmm. So, so you, an unlikely collaboration. Mm-hmm. You like the remix? Why? I mean, it's, it improves upon the, the original version of the song in some way? Yeah, the original song is a little boring, but the remix <laughs> is so nice because it feels like there are little bugs just playing around in the background. <laughs> Hence the summer mood, right? Yeah. And, yeah bugs and summer are synonymous. <laughs> let's, let's hear a little of this, Lisa. Hang out with us for a second. Let's hear a little of pastels. Totally buying the summer vibe on that thing. Uh, Nothing says uh, summer like that that rhythm section of the crickets chirping. Yes, Windy Hill from uh, Pastel's The Cornelius Remix. That's a terrific choice, Lisa. Thanks. All right, thank you. All right, let's go to Ben on Sound Opinions. Ben, where are you calling from? Gentlemen, how are you? Uh, I'm calling from Washington, D.C. Welcome to the show. Ben, have you got a summer song recommendation? Yes, I do indeed. It is Dr. Bombay by Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Oh, yeah. Haven't we played? We played this song once on the show a long time ago, right? Did you? If we didn't, we should have. What is it about this song that puts you in in a summer mood? Well, hip-hop today, I think, is mostly made for listening in in a club. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think that the California hip-hop of that period was not meant for that setting. It was more for driving around outside in your car, and I think it sounds better on the concrete on a sunny day in mm. the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have the big refrigerator-sized woofers in the back oh, of your yeah. car, so, though. That's... So, ben, drive, ben, you drive one of those tricked-out cars with the low big rider? wheels and the, the low-rider kind of frame. And I don't the... think there's many of them in yeah. D.C. Yeah. <laughs> no, I drive a Toyota Camry. <laughs> <laughs> but he's banging Del the Funky Homo Sapien. But it makes you Camry. feel like you have yeah. a over. Let's hear a little Del the Funky Homo Sapien. <laughs> Like a dog, and I'm a pin the tail on the funk. Has anybody seen Dell? Head swell, cause I get paid well. Kick it much tail. Drink me a 40 as I ride my one You don't like it? Well, you got the kiss where the sun don't shine. Something like my behind. I lose a fan, but I'ma be fine. Dr. Feel good. Didn't think I still could make funk real good. Take it then I loop it. Make you say. The motor booty make you shake, yo. You know, when I, when I listen to the bass line of that song, I just hear the rubber hitting the hot pavement, and it's just sort of yeah. squishing around. You I know? pin the tail on the funk, man. <laughs> what a great I, song. Yeah, I think it's Rump of Steel Skin by Parliament is the sample. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It was definitely a Parliament bass line. There's no it's doubt It's really about an odd it. mix there because it's, it's Parliament, and then I think Dr. Bombay was a character on the TV show Bewitched. Yes. He would say like a little phrase, and, and it was um, Bernard Fox, and he would like appear out of nowhere with a bunch of very attractive nurses, and then he would kind of chase them around sometimes. <laughs> Paging yeah. Dr. Bombay. Paging Dr. Bombay. And that's not all. This song, I think, may be the only one in history that can say this, and this is why I wanted to mention it, mm-hmm. is the song credits, if you look at the single, go to George Clinton, of course, for the sample, Ice Cube, who's Dell's cousin and helped mm-hmm. with the song, and then, believe it or not, blues legend Robert Johnson, for a reason I can't discern. Maybe he's in there somewhere, but I've never heard it. Maybe it's like a lyric quote or something like that, wow. or an interpolation of a blues lyric, but that's pretty cool. We got to dig That is that. a songwriting credit. Robert Johnson, Ice Cube, and George Clinton yeah. co-writing a song. Led Zeppelin made an entire career of uh, <laughs> ripping off yeah. Robert Johnson without crediting and they never him credit him, yeah. But Del the Funky Homo Sapien did. Del was a man with ethics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He stole, you know, <laughs> half of a bar or something from uh, Robert Johnson. Now we got to dive in and listen to the whole thing no and figure kid. out where the Johnson is. Very cool, Ben. Thanks for that selection. We really appreciate it. That's a pleasure, guys. Good stuff from our listeners here at Sound Opinions. We are talking summer songs, uh, getting us in the mood for uh, the hottest of all seasons. I am going to take us to the dance floor because summer, dancing, those are things I think always go together. And I think summer is the time for not just dancing, but just absolute out-of-your-mind silliness, craziness. I will not make the case for the political correctness of the following songs that I'm going to be citing, (laughs) but I will say that on a great sound system, they sound fantastic. I'm thinking about stuff like uh, Humpty Dance by Digital Underground, Naughty by Nature, OPP, Nelly's Hot in Here. Those songs may not sound so hot on a little tinny stereo system playing in in, in your car as you're driving through sub-zero weather, but there's something about those songs on a dance floor over a booming sound system when the bodies are out there moving and there's a little bit of sweat in the air, a little bit of humidity in the air. You know, that says summer to me. Rex and Effect, to my mind, made the ultimate summer dance song with a song called Rump Shaker. And again, I'm not going to attest to the political correctness of this. I'm just going to say that people of all sizes and shapes and genders you're getting, you're uh, enjoy getting, this you're song. Just, you're, Mercury's <laughs> rising here, man. I'm just going to... I'm afraid to be in this room with you, actually, right now. Oh Well, you know, I'm not going to start dancing right now, but later on, I, I may have to. This was at the height of Teddy Riley's success. He was one of the architects of the New Jack Swing movement in R&B in the late 80s, early 90s. His brother, Marquette Riley, was one of the members of this group, Rex and Effect. And for the most part, this is their biggest and best-known song. And to this day, it still fills the dance floor. I think right alongside one of your faves, Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. That's uh, a much better rump shaker Rump shaker is, yes, a, uh, is a heck of a song. But and, I respect this one. And here it is on Sound Opinions. Baby, check, baby, one, check, 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 baby
make you sit, I mean to make you jump, but yet make the hotties in the party shake your I like the way you comb your hair, uh, I like the stylish clothes you wear, uh, it's just the little things you do, uh, that makes me wanna get with you. Side note on that song, Rump Shaker, as you are uh, wiping the sweat off your body at this moment, think about the fact that a young Pharrell Williams had a co-writing songwriting credit on that. He was a young protege of Teddy Riley at the time in the early 90s. And uh, Wow, red hot with the Neptunes these days. It must have been 10 years old at the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, in keeping with my uh, downside of summer, I was going to play It's Summertime by the Flaming Lips, but, you know, I already played Wire, so how, how many cliches can I fall prey to? <laughs> Instead, I'm going to do something which would also surprise you. I think uh, I don't think we'd ever predict the day when I would play Big Bad Voodoo Daddy on no, Sound Opinions. I can say with uh, heartfelt sincerity that I never expected no. you to play a Voodoo Daddy song. No, but this is, this is a great song, and I think they do a great version. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is a contemporary swing band from uh, Southern California. Mm-hmm. It can often cross the line from shtick to pure and utter irredeemable cheese. You know, it's party dance music, and then you're like, oh, man, take off the silly suit and mm-hmm. stop shucking and jiving, right? But this is a great cover. The original was uh, a tune from the Rankin-Bass cartoon, The year without a Santa Claus. That's the one where Santa Claus decides he wants a vacation and he doesn't come. As you know, <laughs> I prefer the winter time. But this is, I think, a great song about heat and about summer. And I'm, of course, going to play part of the bookend. The one brother is Snow Miser and the other one is Heat Miser. And Big Bad Voodoo Daddy did just a jumping cover in a swing version of I'm Mr. Heat Miser, you know. And I mean, just, you're, you're mocking me. You, I'm people, not, I'm not. I'm, people I'm cannot see your... that sneer. People <laughs> yeah. cannot see the sneer on the radio. But, uh, you know, you come to me when you get sunburn, okay? <laughs> bring it on, I say. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. And I'm going to play this song. I'm going to laugh at you. <laughs> so here's uh, Mr. Heat Miser by Big Bad Voodoo Daddy on Sound Opinions. I'm Mr. Green. Thank you. That's Jim's summer song pick, Mr. Heat Miser. If you want to tell us about your favorite songs for summer or comment on anything we've talked about on Sound Opinions, give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800, or give us an email at interact at soundopinions.org. We're going to be back in a minute on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media with our final favorite summer songs. Here it is. 
a groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's the summertime You're listening to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. Welcome back. We've got one more song about summer from myself and Greg. Greg, what do you got first? Let's close off with this one. And, and it may seem like one of the more obvious summer songs to cite. Obviously, it's in, it's in the title. You cannot get any more obvious than Hot Fun in the Summertime. Sly and the Family Stone, a classic, one of their greatest hits, obviously, at one of those songs you hear every summer. I always loved this song because I just thought the mood that it set, even if you didn't hear a word that they were saying, put you in a frame a particular frame of mind i think sly being the subversive man that he was was talking about not about summer but he was talking about getting baked in a, in a totally different way here <laughs> listen to that voice that smoker's baritone of sly stone basically says i am high all the time don't you wish you were too uh, <laughs> this song is essentially saying that over and over again to my mind the song was a subversive little ode Snuck in there like, oh, here's a here's a, a summer ditty. Look, he's talking about the county fair and go, getting out of school. No, he's not. He's having fun on his own Sly Stone plane in uh, Hot Fun in the Summertime on Sound Opinions. Sly and the Family Stone getting good and baked. That's um, a good one, Greg. 
And Jim, you got to wind us up with the ultimate. What, oh, yeah. what do you got hey, for well, us? This is the ultimate from my point of view. Remember what I think about Summer. There's no other song to go out on. I think this is a band that I think we've sort of forgotten, aside from occasionally hearing in a movie soundtrack from the era. But Bananarama was actually a band <laughs> that had a fair amount of credibility. No, 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 no. no I, you know, I, I, mean, they I had, know where you're going with this, and, had, and I think I'm going to like it. Yeah, They, they were you know, <laughs> three women in London who had been friends since the age of 13, who in the uh, wake of punk said... We can do that. We can do – you know, we've since seen so many prefab manufactured yeah. girl groups in the Spice Girls mode. But there was a time, especially in the punk mode, when, you know, the fact that you couldn't really sing and you couldn't play any instruments, it didn't matter. You know, they, they had a look. They had the attitude. They had the energy. And they had the friends because they had initially lived in an apartment over a Sex Pistol, Steve Jones and Paul Cook. Mm-hmm. And later on, they linked up with Terry Hall of the specials. And they got a lot of help from very talented friends and made some absolutely killer singles. And the best song, I think, ever that sums up the Jim DeRogatis view of Summer <laughs> is Cruel Summer. You know, yeah. a huge hit in 1983. Hot summer streets and the pavements are burning. I sit around trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry. Ah, <laughs> you like that. Okay, it's all yours, man. I'm never dissing Summer, man. Uh, never. Uh, give me the air conditioning any day. I'm I'm Mr. Cold Miser, okay? But this is Bananarama, and this is a great song. I make no apologies Cruel, Cruel Summer by Bananarama on Sound Opinions. Bananarama with Cruel Summer, our final song for the summertime. Next week, we're going to be back with special guest Cursive, and they're going to be debuting songs from their forthcoming album that have never been heard live from their hometown in Omaha, Nebraska. Sound Opinions is produced by Todd Bachman, Jason Saldana, and Robin Lynn, and the executive producer is none other than Tori Southside Malatia. Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic, so now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages. Hey, this is Mike from Peoria, Illinois, and I just wanted to comment on the Death Cab for Cutie interview. I really couldn't believe you guys called them one of the greatest bands in America because their lyrics are so awful. You guys are sitting there talking about how lyrical their lyrics are, whatever. Like that Love Compartment song sounds like a Borscht Belt hack comedian wrote it. Love Compartment is an accurately named Everybody knows it So I'm proposing A swift orderly change It's behind its door Keep it up, uh, even though you're Kind of driving me a little nuts. Anyway, bye. Hey, Jim and Greg. My name is Pete. 
I listened to your show in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, it was a great show the other night with the uh, Undiscovered Treasures. That is uh, exactly the kind of show I think you should be doing more of. I don't agree with, you know, all of your picks. I mean, I don't love all of your picks, but it's great to hear them, great variety. You said at one point on the show you wanted to hear some listener suggestions. I got a couple. Two, these are two bands that have played in Knoxville recently. Neither is from here, but uh, really great live shows, and I bought the CDs and like them a lot. One is the band Romantica from Minneapolis, and uh, the other band that was here and I loved was the Felice Brothers. Neither of these bands is exactly unknown, but um, I think they qualify as buried treasures. Bang, 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 when Frankie's gone, he shot me down to see Bang, 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 when Frankie's gone, he shot me down. I'll keep listening. Hi, guys. This is Joe from Butler, Pennsylvania. I'm calling you about the Saul Williams thing. Uh, I'm a liberal Democrat here, and I was interested to hear this guy's music. But I also wanted to mention that I felt necessary to critique your journalism a little bit. Uh, you know, I heard particularly the section of the interview where he talks about um, selling uh, List of Demands, his song to Nike. My thought was, was pretty simple along the lines of, a company the size of Nike, their sales don't fluctuate with their ads. People don't watch a Nike ad and go, oh, I got to go download those sneakers. But they do watch the ad and go, I got to download that song. And that's exactly what's happened. There's been no spike in Nike ads over the past three weeks, but there have been a spike in people turned on to my music and thus, you know, not only my music, but since I'm labeled as, you know, a message person turned on to what I think about, what I believe in through my writings, through my music and what have you. You discussed that with him at some length, and there was a lot of, uh, I think, legitimate points that Saul brought up. The, the thing I had a problem with was you didn't really follow up with the, the obvious question. I mean, you mentioned that it was a sale, uh, but you don't ask him how much he got paid. At least having him acknowledge in the interview that, you know, in addition to all of these other benefits that he claims he gets from selling to Nike, he also got a boatload of money. But other than that, great show. I listen every week. And thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. Uh, Eric Cross here from Richmond, Virginia. Just a quick word to say how much I love the show and really appreciated you guys mentioning one of my favorite bands of the 80s and 90s, uh, the ever-overlooked Big Dipper. Uh, I graduated high school in the late 80s, and uh, all the Big Dipper LPs were in constant rotation along with the Smiths, Fugazi, and Wedding Present. I thought they were uh, pretty much the American wire, but in an even more uh, pop-influenced way. I'm one of the tragic few that never got to see them live, but I can sort of live through the agony again as I listen to the new discs that Merge put out. Great show. Keep up the good work. Cheers. No more messages. To give us your opinion on sound opinions, call our hotline 1-888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.